the uh, changing of the name of Lake Calhoun to Bidet Makaska continues apace. I know I've mentioned this a lot, but I do because I think it's really important. And here's why I think it's important. The mystery is happening in real time before your very eyes while we're alive and present to witness it. Uh, The next step is uh, today. Today. The the full Hennepin County Board is expected to vote on the proposal to drop the name Calhoun in favor of the new name. Uh, The Minneapolis Parks and Recreation Board has already unanimously agreed to use Bidet Makaska. Last week, a Hennepin County committee voted four to three in favor of the change. And today it goes to the full Hennepin County Board. And there's not much doubt in my mind that they'll also vote to approve the name change. I would be shocked if they didn't. Uh, County Commissioner Jeff Johnson, he voted against the plan last week in committee. He has it figured out. It it accomplishes nothing, he said. It just further divides us. in an editorial in the Star Tribune, the Republican candidate for governor said slavery is the darkest stain on America's great history. Erasing names does not change that. The full county board is expected to vote later today. But even if it's approved, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the U.S. Board of Geographic Names still need to sign off on the change. And I'm losing, uh, I'm losing faith uh, in both the, the DNR uh, and the U.S. Board of Geographic Names. Because the mystery is rolling, and it's powerful, and it's happening right before your very eyes. If you don't want to change the name, you must be racist. Which no longer means anything. The uh, The mystery cannot be accomplished. The mystery, for new listeners, uh, in its briefest form, the mystery is an attempt uh, by factions of Americans to bring about a country that is not America. And uh, one of the ways you must uh, accomplish this, uh, or what you must accomplish in order to bring this about, is you have to thoroughly sanitize and eradicate this this country's history. And Mysterians have no problem doing that. They have no problem with that. They don't see the dangers in it. They don't care. They're appointed by their own sense of virtue, and uh, off they go. So uh, Lake Calhoun uh, name change is a wonderful, wonderful microcosm of the mystery. Uh, Because once the Mysterians win there, uh, what is their next target? And those targets are arbitrary and capricious and whimsical, and they can come from anywhere. It's just one do-gooding, self-appointed, virtuous citizen to say, I think this is wrong. And the next thing you know, you've got the weight of the Hennepin County Board behind it. Mm. It's a a dreadful, dreadful way to to run a country. And it's happening. And I'll repeat it one more time. Uh, The Star Tribune has no grip on this. Uh, they approve the name change, and they think it's foolish to think that just because you would change the name of Lake Calhoun, uh, that 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 could lead to changes in, say, the, the name of the Washington Monument, only to have them proven wrong about five days later when we learned that Christchurch in Salem, is it Salem, Virginia? Or wherever George Washington went to church, uh, that, church that church, that uh, church, find out the name of Got that it. church. That church uh, is removing any references to George Washington because it uh, because a parishioner or two might be made uncomfortable. So don't tell me the Washington Monument couldn't be next. And if you don't wise up, it will be. Alexandria. Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. 
there was a medallion on his pew and a statue of him and Robert E. Lee in there, and we're worried about some parishioner could be offended or some visitor to the church. So the uh, the female pastor, uh, I don't know that her being female is apropos of anything, but the female pastor has decided to err on the side of the mystery and, <laughs> and remove it. And it's it's happening. It's going to continue to happen. And if you don't care about it, you're you're poorly educated, uh, you're unwise, and you're not a very good thinker. Mm. Uh, if if you're willing to squander, you know, the two hundred years or more of this country, uh, just so you can pat yourself on the back, uh, you will end up in a much lesser lesser country. So today, we'll report on it tomorrow. I'm sure the Hennepin County Board uh, will vote to change the name. Because we've, uh, more often than not, we continue to elect people to public office who hold the mystery dear to their hearts. Mm -hmm. And they might not even know it at the time. Uh, The people who vote today on the Hennepin County Board, the people who vote for changing the name may not even be realizing they're aiding and abetting the development of the mystery. But that's what they're doing. And when they wake up and realize what they've done, it'll be too late. Because more and more, that's the problem. More and more names of things and places uh, will have to be changed. Because once you start down this road, there's no stopping it. So there you are. <clears throat> and I'm going to bring it up every time it's in the news because you should because we're all getting a lesson, a, a lesson right in front of us. That's happening. It's not abstract. It's not elsewhere. It, it's happening right in front of us here on a daily basis. And there are no winners except uh, except these uh, fools who think they've done something noble. And they they haven't done anything noble, uh, nor, nor will they if they succeed in changing the name. Uh, remember the guy who, uh, who floated the idea that that horrible... A tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School was a, a conspiracy. Yeah, just a moment. Kelly. Yeah, I uh, I deliver a few days a week off of Calhoun, and uh, if you're on Xerxes where Calhoun meets and you go east, mm-hmm. uh, they've already added the name, the new name. I forget what it's called, but they've already added the new name to the park there. No, I understand. Right where Ken- Right. Oh, you, you knew that already? Okay. Yeah, yeah, both names are up. Lake Calhoun and Bidet Makaska. They're both on, okay. this, on the placard. All right, thank you. Yeah. And pretty soon, Hel- Cal- that would have been uh, an agreeable compromise uh, to have Lake Calhoun and Bidet Makaska on, on the same signboards around the lake. And at least uh, for those who are, would be interested, uh, it could be discussed with people. Well, what's with Bidet Makaska, a kid might say, and the parent could say that's uh, uh, hundreds of years ago when uh, only Native Americans were here. That was the, the name we believe was given to the lake, White Earth Lake. That was the name we believe was given to the lake, and we're, we're attempting to, uh, to honor that memory. All right. Yeah. Jim on line one would like to uh, just mention something briefly. Jim? Yeah. Joe, yes. thanks for taking my call. Uh, when is this going to kind of end? I mean, my it's God. It's not going to, Jim. That's the problem. we got to keep mean, up the fight. we got to keep saying no or start saying well, no. Well, people have said no, and that means well, nothing. Well, yeah, but I mean, 
Washington Avenue, Fremont. I mean, are they going to start changing all these names because they don't want to accept the American past? That's exactly Good what's happening, God Jim. Almighty. That's what's know? happening. All right, thank you. That's yep. what's happening. Uh, what do you think we've been talking about there? That's good call screening, Larry. Here we go. Here we go, Sean. A former Florida Atlantic University professor's trial is set to begin over whether the school fired him for arguing that the Sandy Hook uh, massacre was a giant government cover-up. Remember this? I do remember that Yeah. James Tracy has argued the Boca Raton-based school violated his free speech when it let him go last year over the blog he ran independent of his tenured teaching gig. Florida Atlantic had maintained Tracy, who taught a conspiracy theory class, was fired for not disclosing outside employment. The trial begins tomorrow. May very well be the most important free speech case pending in the United States right now. Tracy's attorney, Louis Leo, wrote on the Florida Civil Rights Coalition blog. Among the theories on Tracy's blog uh, is the horrific one about the Newtown, Connecticut shooting nearly five years ago. The U.S. government faked the death of 21st graders and six adults at Sandy Hook Elementary School, he argued, to pass tighter gun control laws. I'd fire him. Should be fired. He's yelled fire in a crowded theater, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's not sane enough to be a teacher, but again, the academy's destroyed. Why do you even have anybody on the roster teaching conspiracy theory classes? I don't get that. <laughs> well, the academy's destroyed. Uh, the parents of six-year-old Noah Posner penned an op-ed in the Sun Sentinel saying Tracy harassed them, accusing them of doctoring their son's death certificate. Yeah, he would get how, punched how in the evil, face. How evil is this guy? He'd get punched in the face pretty quick by me. This is evil. Yeah. He's evil. The The collective bargaining agreement Florida Atlantic has with its professors bars the university from firing someone over activities outside of the school, but it let Tracy go in 2016, charging he failed to disclose outside employment, which can include unpaid work, for three years. Good. Then get rid of him. He's worthless. It also charged he used school resources work on his conspiracy theories, and the blog began to overlap with his teaching duties. The embattled educator, he's embattled? No, he's a word I can't say because we're not on satellite. The embattled educator has countered that his alternative theories were written about on his own time. Florida Atlantic tried to get the case dismissed earlier this year, but a judge allowed it to move forward. Judge Robin Rosenberg in February ruled there is sufficient factual content in the filing as to who, what, where, when, and why, such that defendants can answer the claim of conspiracy to violate plaintiff's constitutional rights. Well, he's just a bad guy. You know what he is? He's a bad guy. A bad guy. I want you to leave it at that. A bad guy. Really bad guy. And now another guy who's really not worth mentioning, but I have to say his name. Uh, this Alex Jones, who has a radio show apparently, mm -hmm. and, a, and, a, and I never use his website because I don't believe anything he says. He's now saying the same thing about the Las Vegas massacre. That, <sighs> that's a government. Uh, that's a government situation. That resulted in uh, uh, more gun control, which of which there has not been. I don't know how you could 
say that, a lot of, I don't even know how you could believe that. To well, pull something off like that, it's it's really stupid. Well, in Jones's case, it may be that he's merely trying to uh, bolster whatever ratings he thinks he has. Uh, in uh, trying to be controversial, yeah, what's up? Yeah, and he's he's just a he's not to be he's not to be brought up uh, frequently, and nor do I. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of his website. I never use it. Infowars. That's what it is. Infowars. If I see anything came from Infowars, I don't bring it to the show because I don't. I don't believe him or any of his ilk. Yeah, he's trying to get ratings. He's mm-hmm. a a dink. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Is director of social media back? Bra is like he's never left. Well, <laughs> well. I don't know what that kind of. Means. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, no, I had a question that's now escaped me. Uh, Do Lieutenant Dan have legs in real life? Uh, did you know? I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I, I just learned this today. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a guy in Minnesota who works for the DNR. Well, there's many people who work right. for the for the DNR. Right. You narrow it down for us? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, Rick. Dan Petrick. Uh, he works for the Department of Natural Resources. Uh, he is responsible for managing. Pay attention, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is gonna become a cliffhanger. Oh, We're gonna have to wait till after after Johnny Hyde's news. Yeah. He is responsible for managing statewide shore land programs that protect water quality and habitat. Okay. Char- okay, sure. Yeah. Can you picture that? Yeah. I mean, this is the guy in charge of Lakeshore. Yep. Uh, protecting habitat and water quality. Making sure everything's uh, he, on the up and he up. He oversees it. Yeah. Where do you think he lives? He lives on a lake somewhere. Okay. You just have to wait to find out. Oh! Wait a minute. That's the question? Yeah. Where does he live? Yeah. Where do you think he lives? Nebraska. Well, you're on the right track. No! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be by a by some lake and you know nature, so he'd be able to practice what he preaches. Well, what if it's you know, like for instance, if you work at Subway, right? The last thing you want to eat is a sub sandwich. Is it one of those deals where he doesn't want to be around the places where he's got to spend all of his work time? No, but wouldn't you think a guy whose job title is uh, manager of statewide shoreland programs that protect water quality and habitat, wouldn't you think he might live near a lake? In the thick of it. Right. He'd be in the thick of it to actually experience, you know, shoreline, lake quality, you know, water stuff. Yeah, he has to. So water, water stuff. Water right? stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you work on? Yeah, water stuff, you know. Like a water park. Yeah. Dave Miles, or Mills, held basically the same position for many years before he retired from the DNR. When he heard where Petrick lived, he said, this can't be true. Uh, This is a job about the DNR. Our waters are here. Citizens are here. The resources are here. I don't understand it, said Mills. Uh, Mm -hmm. When Mills found out about it, he was so upset, he complained to Coran, who was his local senator. Uh, And that's referring to... uh, uh, help me. Who's the senator? Uh, Mark Coran. 
Republican State Senator Mark Coran. Well, I'm going to tell you all about that uh, in due time. Well, that intrigues me to find out if he's in charge of Lakeshore and water quality, he should live on a lake. I think he should live on, you know. It's one of the qualifications. Do you live on a lake? Yes or no? Beta Makaska. He should live near Beta Makaska. He should go to the lake. still Calhoun to me. Yeah. Okay, Calhoun. Or Harry. And I'm not racist. Yes, you are. If I like Calhoun, it's racist. You're a racist. I don't think I'll ever be able to switch. You know, as Calhoun. Adam Carolla said, it's a great time to be a real racist because nobody would think you any different than right. all of the people accused of racism <laughs> who in. aren't racist. Right. It would be a hell of a time to be Ooh. a real racist. Uh, Garage Logic will be back in just a moment. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It is sunny and 52 degrees. Uh, wild a 7-2 loss last night. Uh, today, wild defenseman Matt Dumbo was hit with a $5,000 fine. That's the most he can be fined with the uh, NHL's collective bargaining agreement. Uh, the reason? Unsportsmanlike conduct last night. <laughs> Did uh, you see that? No. If you missed it, he squirted his water bottle. And went yeah, he went Randy Moss Arbia. And uh, and a Winnipeg player, yeah, Joel, yeah. Joel Armia. But right in front of the referees, the re- two refs were right there. <laughs> uh, he's and fine. that's a five thousand dollar fine. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Next up for the Wild, a game against the Golden Knights of Las Vegas Thursday night at the Excel Energy. That 5, seems rather that, that seems rather harmless compared to hitting someone over the head with your stick. Right. Uh, but Matt Dumba strikes me as a guy that uh, isn't troubled by thought. No, there, there is that. Not burdened by a complex mind. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie Els like. A lot of ability. A lot yeah. of ability there. Yeah. There's there's still a lot of player there. Oh, yeah. A lot just, of player. Boy, he, he just struggles at times with thinking. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods says he's on the other side of too many years. Whoa. Oh. No, no. Just relax, Chris. He's on the other side of too many years, relying on pain medication to cope with his back surgeries. That, of course, led to his arrest on a DUI charge six months ago. He says, as of now, I'm loving life. Woods is making yet another return to competition this week at the Hero World Challenge, an 18-man event with no cut at Albany Golf Club. It's his first tournament in 10 months and his first time competing since fusion surgery in April, fourth operation on his back. Early indications are Woods uh, apparently is in much better shape than when he returned a year ago in the Bahamas. According to those who played with him in recent weeks, his swing looks faster and more fluid, and Woods, they said, appears to be happy and healthy. I'm holding out no anticipation. You think it's completely over for him? I didn't say that. I'm just not holding out for much anticipation of success. I also don't think golf needs him as much as they did 10 years ago. Not at all. No. The, the, that, these, the, the players now are all the monsters he created. Right. News notes from today. The National Weather Service has issued an alert warning of elevated fire conditions in a number of Minnesota counties. Really? That, that includes the Twin Cities metro area. Really? The statement said northwest winds gusting up to 35 miles an hour will combine with humidity values in the 25 to 30 percent range to increase the fire danger. When's this? Right now. Well, the we're, winds we're, are southwest we're, right now, where they were when we I walked speak. in the building. John? Yeah? Maybe the wind switched. It could be. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do that. Wind will just change the drop of a hat. It does, doesn't <laughs> On a dime. And you it doesn't know what? consult me right. either. We ain't going to smell it in this no, wind. Not in this right. wind. wind. What's the wind supposed to be? Whatever it is. Okay. Uh, because of the winds and the humidity <laughs> values, fires that develop would spread quickly. The statement said any burning this afternoon should be avoided. 
Authorities in Beltrami County said they've recovered the bodies of those two missing individuals last reported to have been fishing on Upper Red Lake. Relatives have identified the victims as 30-year-old Melissa Seidenstricker of Princeton and 29-year-old Zeth Knifehausen of Stacy. Beltrami County Sheriff's Department said the bodies were covered from the lake yesterday afternoon. ATV discovered after authorities found a hole in the ice on the lake. They then used sonar technology to detect its presence. Additional items located near the open water led rescuers to think the two individuals were in the water. Sheriff's Department had been called originally about 9.30 Sunday night by a friend of one of the individuals who reported they had not returned from the resort as previously planned. Minneapolis police are asking for help from the public in identifying a suspect they say robbed a man of his wallet, then stopped on his head in an incident last night. Facebook post said officers responded to a call at a store in the 1st Precinct, that's the downtown area, at about 11.17 last night. The victim transported to Hennepin County Medical Center where he is reported to be in critical condition. Store surveillance footage reportedly showed the assault. The post included images of the suspect. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Minneapolis Police Department. You can find that picture of the suspect on our TV sister station website, kstp.com. Senate Budget Committee has passed the tax bill 12 to 11 in a party line vote. It will now move to the Senate floor. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin changed from a no to a yes vote after meeting with President Trump and other senators today during the lunch hour. Earlier in the day, Democratic leaders announced they would not attend a previously scheduled meeting with the president. After President Trump tweeted this morning, the meeting likely wouldn't result in a deal about funding the government. Trump tweeting meeting with Chuck and Nancy today about keeping government open and working. Problem is they want illegal immigrants flooding into our country unchecked, are weak on crime, and want to substantially raise taxes. I don't see a deal after that tweet came out The two announced they would not be meeting with the president. For a second straight day, customers of Southwest Airlines are running into problems when trying to manage reservations on the airline's website. Southwest posted an apology this morning to customers who were having difficulty on the website or the carrier's mobile app. Some customers say on Twitter they're unable to check in online for flights. Southwest representatives are not commenting immediately. Yesterday, though, a spokeswoman blamed difficulties in making or changing reservations on a problem with the airline's new reservation system, which uses group information technology from the Madrid-based Amadeus IT Group. Amadeus representatives did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Earlier this year, Southwest became the first of the four biggest U.S. airlines to use Amadeus's reservation system platform, which is called Altia. Kind of sounds like they combine class-winning technology and stuff. And stuff. Japan. It combines class-winning and leading um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi powered by OnStar. Okay. The NFL missed out on that one. Oh, they really—they really missed out on that one. He was just flopping. And the guy sweating. was sweating like Niagara Albert Falls. Yeah. Albert Brooks yeah. in broadcast yep. news. Yep. That poor guy. Japan is stepping up patrols and urging local authorities and fishermen to be on the alert after several boats thought to be from North Korea, some carrying dead bodies, were found on its northern coast. The Coast Guard and police have to cooperate to step up sea patrols around Japan. That's from Chief Government Spokesman Yoshidi Suga. 
when asked about reports that a boat carrying eight dead bodies were found on the coast of the Akita Prefecture, which faces North Korea across the Sea of Japan. He said local authorities, fishermen, and residents should report if they spot any questionable boats or people. Last week, police rescued eight people thought to be North Korean fishermen who ended up stranded along with their squid catch. A week earlier, the Coast Guard rescued three North Korean men from a capsized fishing boat off Japan's northern coast. A lot of water out there. The boat recovered yesterday had been spotted on Saturday, but the seas were too rough at the time for rescuers to approach it. It was unflagged and reported to be nationality unclear. However, a Coast Guard official reached by phone in Akita said one of the bodies was holding a $1,000 North Korean note suggesting the boat was from North Korea. A weird and horrible story from Chicago. A woman who was discovered near a bank with her head stuck between the iron poles of a fence Mm -hmm. has died. Hmm. 64-year-old Linda Bringman was found face down with her head stuck in a fence near a PNC bank branch in Chicago on Friday. Bringman was unresponsive when authorities discovered her, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. She died yesterday and an autopsy is set to be performed today, according to the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office. Chicago police said it was not immediately clear how the woman became stuck in the fence and what injuries she had sustained. Police say they think Bringman got her head stuck accidentally. The investigation is not criminal. That's one way I do not want to go. Why are your head stuck in a fence? Yeah, I do not want to go that way. Like the like a security fence around like a ATM machine. Jack? I'm seeing like a protective, you know, wrought iron. What Lack Lucas said. Oh, that's, so that's if you break the windows, you can't. One of them. That's how I saw it. In oh, okay. My mind. Yes. So, hmm. Hollywood designer Gary Goddard is taking leave from his company amid accusations of sexual misconduct by a major TV actor. Goddard Group Chief Operating Officer Barry Kemper announced in a press release last night that Goddard would take a leave of absence from his company. Kemper says Goddard's absence will allow the company and its employees to continue their projects undistracted by recent allegations made against him. Goddard has denied accusations from actor Anthony Edwards, the former star of ER, and another actor who say Goddard molested them when they were children. Goddard has designed several theme park attractions based on Hollywood films. He's worked on a Broadway, uh, worked as a Broadway producer, excuse me, and directed 1987's Masters of the Universe, a live-action film based on the He-Man cartoon. In a detailed essay published in Medium, Edwards, who's now 55 years old, recalls meeting Goddard when he was just 12 years old. He said he and his best friend were both raped by Goddard. He said, pedophiles prey on the weak. My father, who suffered from undiagnosed PTSD from World War II, was not emotionally available. Everyone has the need to bond, and I was no exception. My vulnerability was exploited. I was molested by Goddard. In Edwards' letter, the former ER actor wrote, I did not go from being a victim to a survivor alone. No one does. I had to ask for help, and I'm grateful that I did. Is uh, Sam Ryan available? He will be shortly, sir. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Nicole Mitchell in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hey, good afternoon. So, we have another afternoon with temperatures running about 20 degrees above average. 52 right now. The one thing we're watching is we have winds gusting over 40 miles per hour, and it's very dry. So uh, part of the region does actually have a red flag fire danger warning. But the rest of the week, even after this, stays mild with temperatures about 10 degrees above average, mostly in the 40s. Lots of sunshine. 
We don't see our next chance for rain until Sunday, and we don't get temperatures closer to average for this time of year until the start of next week. Wow. Hmm. All right. That it? Do you want the highs and lows? Please. Okay. The high is uh, the average or the high for this time of year is 58 set in 1941 and minus 21 set back in 1887. I'm glad we're not dealing with that no. today. Thank you. Before you go, Michelle. Yeah. It's Rick, or, I'm sorry, Nicole, excuse me. No worries. Um, quick question. Did you get to fly in the eye of the hurricane the yeah. other yeah, so I'm in the Air Force Reserve as well, and um, so this season, the notable ones I did were um, Hurricane Irma, which hit Florida, and Hurricane Harvey. I flew in both of those. That wow. is really cool. All right, yeah. well, another day when we have time, we'll have to chat about that. Sounds good. All right, Thank good you. luck. Thank you. Thank you. I meant to mention cool? this. Did you see Mark Albert's interview with the Al Franken last night? Yes. <laughs> Albert asked him... Well, what would you do if uh, somebody was taking a picture with your wife and he had his hand on her butt? And Al had to think about it. He didn't know what to say. Oh, <laughs> he didn't Frank, know what yeah. to say. I uh, thought that yeah. he was uh, very thrown off by a lot of his questions. He's a moron. That's why. Oh, I know. Somebody had their uh, hand on Franny. I have to get their hand. Yeah. I'd say, hey, we're going to practice a skit here where I <laughs> punch you in the face. Yeah. Uh, why don't they? How many of these things would be settled if somebody just decked this doughboy? That's, that's or anybody like him. That's how you'd settle the, the, the gal at the fair who uh, came up with the idea that she had her picture taken of them in 2010 by her husband mm -hmm. and then reported immediately to her husband hey, while he was taking the picture, he had his hand on my ass. Why didn't the guy deck him? I probably would have been in trouble. Yeah. Because you deck them, then this crap doesn't message. get to the newspaper. Sends a message. Hey. Well, that would get to the newspaper. Yeah, I guess cool. in this day and age. All right. Uh, so this guy is a uh, lake. The state of Minnesota, like many businesses today, offers certain employees the opportunity to telecommute. But critics of the policy are upset with the portion of the program, which allows a select few employees to telecommute from out of state. We've got to be nimble as a state workforce to attract and retain the best possible people. B as in B, S as in S. We think telework is one of those tools if used properly, said Commissioner of Minnesota Management and Budget, Myron France. All right. So uh, I am troubled with the accountability, said Republican State Senator Mark Corrin. To me, this is an abuse of telecommuter policy. Consider, for example, the Department of... This is from Fox 9. I did not know this existed. I mean, I knew telecommuting existed. I didn't know you could live out of state. I, of course. Consider, for example, the Department of Natural Resources, where Dan Petrick is a land use specialist. He is responsible for the managing state. He is responsible for managing statewide shoreland programs that protect water quality and habitat. Guess where he lives? <laughs> Again, I'm thinking on the shores of... Uh, Lives in Northern California. Not even in well, the Midwest. What the hell is this? Not even in the Midwest? No. I was joking when I said I know Nebraska. you were, but you were on the right track. He lives oh in Northern God. California. And and Dave Mills, who held that position, is the one who went to Corin, the senator, and said, what's the deal with this? Uh uh, I was shocked when this particular case came up. My inquisitive mind said, I wonder how many other people were in this position, Coran said. 
Senator Corrin asked for an accounting of state employees who have been greenlighted to telecommute from locations out of Minnesota. In response, he got a list of job titles and states where the person is located, but no names. Unreal. Uh, it's difficult to get information even as a state senator, he said. Thirteen state agencies... Uh, provided who on their payrolls telecommutes from other states. They provided 62 names and job titles. Uh, everything from pharmacist to water quality monitor to information tech specialist. But but this is the public class, and they live in a parallel universe compared to the rest of us, so not even the states were allowed to be named for privacy issues. I, no one's asking for their address. But, but, How about the state? But we should know this. I want to know. We are very protective of security and privacy of our... Maybe the guy in charge of fixing the license bureau lived in Arizona. <laughs> he could have been. We are very protective of security and privacy of our employees. We want to give out all of the information for what they do and how they work and the job they perform, but need to recognize they need to have a secure home address, said Commissioner Franz. Nobody's asking for their addresses, Franz. They wanted to know this state. My sense is at the end wow. of the day, they may be hiding something or worried about something, said Dave Schultz, a professor of law and politics at Hamlin. Nothing that you read in the law specifically bars the state from saying that for people who are working remotely, we can't disclose at least the state name. Uh, Fox 9 found MN uh, Minsku, a Minnesota State College University program. The state college and university system is more transparent, transparent with its telecommuter list. It gave them the employee's name, position, and state where they're located and salaries of 71 faculty who work remotely. The other 13 agencies from the state just gave, it, gave us tele, telework numbers by state. One in Arizona, eight in California, four in Colorado, three in Florida, plus numerous others. These are all people who collect a paycheck from Minnesota but live outside its borders. Wow. What an amazing piece of information that we don't really even have because we can't get the data. Koran worries about accountability and that some employees might take advantage of being so far away from the watchful eyes of their bosses. When asked if there have been any abuses, Franz said, I'm not aware of any. Mills, the uh, DNR guy who preceded Petrick, said that he doesn't like the arg arrangements because he feels some people are getting special treatment. No one from the DNR would go on camera to talk about the telework agreement with Petrick. How in the hell are you worried about the shoreline of Mille Lacs if you live in Northern California? You're not. You're not. You're not, you're not getting your money's worth. Apparently, he comes back to town. Uh the DNR said, well, this employee has unique skills and works from an office. What? What are his unique skills? We can find them in Minnesota. I don't Someone has those skills in Minnesota. Patrick denied an interview. Of course. Uh, Got a good thing going. Off camera, he did say he spends about a fourth to a third of his work time in Minnesota. The agencies with the most out-of-state telecommuters are the Department of Revenue with 22 Many of them are auditors who visit businesses which owe Minnesota taxes but are based in other states. Okay, I can see that. The Department of Human Services, 16. Pollution Control Agency, 11. IT, 5. And on and on and on. But it's the public class, so you're not going to get any information. Unbelievable. Is that believable? No. So it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable.
You know what I've been hearing lately? That's a ringing. An owl. Oh, God. An owl? Big owl, by the sound of it. And uh, I've gone outside and tried to hear it, and I've heard it once. And then I've also heard it at about 11 o'clock at night. And I just love owls uh, and want to see it, but I don't know that that'll be possible. Oh, so it's not uh, its not like a squirrel. It's not bothering you. It's a cool sound. It's oh, not keeping you up. Oh, no, I relish it. It's, I, I just soon listen to it all night. I love it. Okay. And I did read in the paper that snowy owls are making a comeback in Minnesota. I don't know if this is a snowy owl I'm hearing. or And then I tried to mimic the sound. I tried to talk back to it the other night. And that it just went completely quiet as though to say, what, what is this moron right. doing? I'm little, not going to talk to that idiot. Little, you know, hey, get out of here. Hey, hey, I got hey, this. Hey, I can, You're I'll scaring the mice away. I'll handle the who-who's. Who All right? is it? Who is it? Why are you calling me? <laughs> 1500 ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 52.